It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Yesterday, it was reported that the U.S. and this coalition of the willing, we'll find out how willing and how broad this coalition is in just a moment, carried out additional strikes against Houthi positions in Yemen. They carried out these uh, preemptive strikes on these Houthi positions in Yemen, destroying four anti-ship ballistic missiles that the rebels were ready to launch. That's according to five U.S. officials. The Tuesday attacks were on a much smaller scale and dynamic in nature, meaning they were not pre-planned and rather taken in what defense officials described as self-defense against missiles that presented an imminent threat to international shipping. That being said, the overwhelming number of people that I have encountered over the course of the last week either don't know, I'm I'm not exaggerating here, they either don't know that we're currently lobbing missiles into Yemen, a country that never attacked us, or if they do, they have no idea why or who the Houthis are. When I've stopped friends, neighbors, even family members and asked them, hey, what are we doing in Yemen? The most informed answer that I've gotten is, well, it has something to do with Israel. And that's true. So we want to get a little insight on this uh, from someone who has been an incredibly experienced diplomat and uh, foreign policy expert for many years. Uh, Ambassador Peter Ford was the former British ambassador to both Bahrain and Syria, and he's the co-chairman of the Syrian-British Consortium. And just last month, he was elected as one of the deputy leaders of the Workers' Party of Britain. Ambassador, it's nice to talk with you again. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Frank. It's great to be with you and all the other night hawks out there. Although in the UK, it's uh, the start of the morning, right? You guys are just getting ready for uh, breakfast over there. Uh, that's right. It's uh, 8.40 here. Outstanding. All right. Um, by the way, the, just so people understand your perspective and where you might be coming from, Ideologically, I mentioned that you were elected as one of the deputy leaders of the Workers' Party of Britain. Are people to understand that that is a left-wing party? Generally, when we hear workers in the title, that's a left-wing rather than a right-wing party. Is that kind of where you come from? Uh, yeah, that would be fair, but we're, uh, we're socially conservative. Uh, we don't run a mile. We don't freak out when we hear the name of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we converge in some areas with the Donald, like he wanted to get out of Syria but wasn't allowed by the deep state. Um, but we're we're very much uh, against um, unnecessary wars, and we're against what's going on with with Yemen. Um, and we're I have to be honest, we're very critical of Israel, and we think the best way to end the current crisis is to. It's for Israel. It's for an immediate ceasefire. Oh, well, so I want to talk to you primarily about the Yemen situation. But since you bring up Israel and since, you know, the situation in Israel is inexorably tied to the situation in Yemen. And since you mentioned your support of a uh, of an immediate ceasefire repeatedly when I've um, had people say this, a lot of people will say to whomever calls for the ceasefire, 
what should Israel have done in the aftermath of October 7th? Didn't they have an, uh, not only a right but an obligation to go after the terrorists in the form of Hamas that carried out this horrific attack? What should Israel have done if it doesn't involve you know going in there and doing what they're doing? Uh, yeah, some punitive bombing, uh, punish, uh, that is, is felt necessary, but not to go wading in, uh, killing babies, women, left, right, and center, when that is not going to work. This is the key thing. What works, what, what would have worked would have been guarding the borders better in the first place. And, and this is the first thing that, that needs to happen. That in the future, mm. Israel needs to fully agree Israel has the right to defend itself. But it wasn't defending itself. That is the whole point. It was failing to defend itself. That is why October 7 happened, because Israel let its guard down, and hopefully it's learned the lesson now, and this kind of thing won't happen again, because they will guard, they will defend themselves Better, but you don't do that by slaughtering civilians and getting the whole world on your back. Well, you know, I um you know, I think it's inexcusable what the Netanyahu government did in terms of, especially when there was knowledge that Hamas was planning an attack exactly like this to uh, allow this to happen. But in terms of where we are now, a lot of the folks uh, that listen to this program they bristle at that criticism of what you just described as Israel killing babies and uh, bombing civilians because they'll point out that uh, Israel is uh, is providing aid to a lot of these folks. They're taking pains to uh, minimize uh, the uh, casualties to uh, women and children. And if there are hospitals, for instance, that are being attacked, these folks will point out that a lot of times that's because Hamas is using these hospitals as a base of operations. One person I spoke to even pointed out that, you know, uh, they brought incubators into a hospital that they were invading. What other invasion force in the world today is bringing incubators to a hostile uh, territory? What do you say to those folks that believe that the way Israel is doing this is actually remarkably humane, given the circumstances? Well, my God, it, it being humane uh, means uh, killing, maiming, injuring, making orphans of 100,000 uh, humans. Well, <clears throat> words fail me. Uh, there's a lot of PR uh, hooey there and the incubators, all that nonsense. Um, but, uh, Frank, the important thing is uh, to make Israel safe and the Palestinians safe in the future and what's happening now is not going mm-hmm. to make Israel safer. It, it is, in military terms, it, it is not going to work. Um, Hamas are still there. Uh, if, if Israel had any major military successes, like taking out leadership, we'd have heard about it. We haven't heard about it. It is not working, and it's not going to work. Um, they need to back off. Um, improve their their defenses and get on with with life. Um, Everybody is paying an enormous price, including uh, Israel. A quarter of a million people can't go back to their homes. 
Now, this is not going to stop mm. until Israel backs off. Simple as that. Chung with Ambassador Peter Ford, former British ambassador to Bahrain and Syria. All right, uh, let's talk about the U.S. and U.K. operation against the Houthis in Yemen. As as simple as you can explain it, who are the Houthis and why are both of our governments attacking them right now? The Houthis are a rebel group in Yemen. Actually, they, they won. They're now the de facto government of Yemen. They control areas where over 70% of the population live, including the capital, uh, Sana'a. Effectively, they're, they're the real uh, government uh, of Yemen, uh, not the stooges uh, that we, we're seeing this week uh, parading in Switzerland at the big Davos Economic uh, Conference. Um, effectively, the Houthis are um, a regular army. Um, they must have uh, about uh, 50,000 fighters. Um, they fought for uh, eight uh, years. They were bombarded on a daily basis um, by uh, Saudi Arabia uh, with U.S. Uh, guidance. Uh, it, it didn't work. They are there. They're stronger than ever. In fact, this, this crisis is working to the Houthis' benefit. They were struggling a bit with domestic opinion at home because the economic conditions were, were bad. But uh, the Yemeni people are very pro-Palestinian and they fully support what the Houthis are, are doing. They are not going to be stopped by a sporadic uh, bombing. It is, it is only going to make things worse. And I come back to my main point. You have to look at what works. And uh, what the U.S. has done is the opposite of what works. I mean, Joe Biden, there's no crisis he sees that he can't make worse. And what's been happening here is that he's let the Iranians jerk his leash, jerk his leash in the sense that the Iranians were courting U.S. heavy intervention to make uh, the U.S. look bad and for it to disrupt further shipping in the Red Sea. Before the US-UK bombing of Yemen, uh, all that was happening was that the Houthis were targeting shipping that was going to Israel or somehow associated with Israel. Well, well now it's widened. Since the bombing, uh, American ships have been attacked, British ships have been attacked, and Virtually the whole of international shipping has stopped going to the Red Sea. Uh, the only ships going there now, it seems, are Russians. So Joe Biden has managed to make the Red Sea safe for the Russians and unsafe for everybody else. I tell you, the mullahs in Tehran are laughing their heads off. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.
So the reason that this was unwise, even if you accept the dubious constitutional power to just start lobbing uh, cruise missiles without any congressional authority to do so, is because the, the stated pers- purpose of this was to, to stop the Houthis from, uh, from restricting commerce in the Red Sea and restrict, restricting shipping in the Red Sea. This has essentially made it so that now, instead of just ships to Israel, being limited and attacked, not only are American and British ships being attacked, but essentially all commerce has stopped in the Red Sea. Exactly, exactly. It it, it widened and deepened uh, the conflict, and um, it it would be, it would stop uh, in a heartbeat if the U.S. just said, cease fire now. That that is all it would take. The the Houthis are only interested in, in Gaza. Uh, my own British government ridiculously claimed that what's going on with the Houthis is nothing to do with Gaza. That is just mendacity that and stupidity. They take people for idiots. No, it's everything to do with Gaza. And it would stop tomorrow if Gaza stopped. You know uh, what? I, it, wh- it, 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 it's rocket science. These are rockets that they're using against ships. You have to apply some rocket science. It could be stopped very, very easily. But the U.S. and the U.K. will do everything except what the situation really requires. You know, what I often uh, hear about whenever there's Arab countries that object to what the Israelis are doing to the Palestinians, not just in the present conflict, but just in general, is um, why don't any of these Arab countries welcome the Palestinians into their country if they're so concerned with the plight of the Palestinians. What do you say to that, Ambassador Ford? Countries like Yemen, uh, Qatar, others that are very vocally opposed to what Israel is doing, why don't they say to the, the Palestinians, hey, you're welcome in our country to live safe and securely? Um, oh, so much <laughs> to, to say in response to that. First of all, Yemen is one of the poorest countries on the on the planet. Uh, they got plenty of refugees of of, of their own. Uh, second, it, it surely surely not hard to understand that people want to live in their own country and not be pushed out by a bully. Is is that hard to grasp? Why should the Palestinians? who've already been pushed out of two-thirds of what was their own country, uh, now go and look even further afield. And finally, um, Arab countries already are housing millions of Palestine refugees. Uh, Jordan, where I worked for for eight years helping refugees, um, half the country, half the country is composed of Palestinians or descendants of Palestinian refugees, Syria, huge community, Lebanon, um, the the Arab, uh, heaven knows, I'm not going to defend the uh, the Gulf uh, regimes. Um, They could be doing more in many ways. Uh, but, But doing Israel's bidding by emptying Palestinian territories of their people is not one of those things. Ambassador Ford, let me uh, end with a three-part question here. Um, You have referenced Iran 
it's been reported that Iran is targeting Pakistan with missile attacks. Why are they doing that? Um, Also, Alan Dershowitz wrote a column yesterday indicating that the U.S. should widen the war that it's waging in the Middle East against Iran. Assuming you think that's a bad idea, what should the U.S. and U.K. posture be towards Iran at the moment? Um, it, 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 Iran uh, has been, uh, in, in the last 24 hours, uh, attacking terrorist uh, groups considered internationally as terrorists uh, who are holed up in Pakistan. Does that sound a bit familiar? Um, like um, bin Laden? Sure. Uh, there are still people like that um, and following the, uh, the dreadful terrorist attack in Iran about three weeks ago, over 100 people killed. Um, This was uh, Iran responding by uh, taking out the the group they believed was responsible, who were holed up in the the wilderness of um, eastern Pakistan. That's what's going on there. So it, it kind of ill behoves the U.S., which has done exactly the same thing and much worse, and to criticize Iran for, for that. Um, how should Iran be handled? Uh, well, first thing is, is stop making things worse. <laughs> so stop challenging Iran, which, which uh, uh, only backfires. Like mm. they, they, they've been challenging uh, Iran. Iran has responded uh, by backing the Houthis. You know, this, this is uh, Iran's uh, response to being bullied by the U.S. and uh, other Western powers. Uh, they're showing that they, they can respond. You, Iran is a big, important country, 60 million people. You do not mess with Iran. Dershowitz is being irresponsible. You do not mess with Iran. Or if you do, well, you just have to, if you're ready uh, for the consequences, you suck it up. But you don't behave like a spoiled brat and and say, oh, I'm going to hit you harder because you'll get hit harder Hmm. back. Ambassador Peter Ford, uh, thank you for the time this morning. I hope we can chat again soon. You're welcome, Frank. Anytime. Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our discussion, we'll get to your calls in a moment. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead.